Good morning, everybody. Well, that wasn't very good. Let's try that again. Good morning, everybody. All right, there we go. Make sure you're awake. If not, we got coffee, I think, still back there. You can grab some of that. If we haven't met, I'm Ryan, one of the pastors here, and uh, good to see you. Good to be together. Can we do something, too, just real quick? And, and I, I think of this often on a Sunday morning, but don't actually, actually say it. Um, can we just take a moment to say a round of applause, thank you, our worship team, tech person and sound guy in the back. They do a great work uh, every Sunday, and we appreciate them so much. They're in the back there behind the scenes. You don't necessarily see them up here. You do see them. But just to say thank you and how much we appreciate what they put in every week. Thank you, guys and ladies for that. I also uh, wanted to piggyback on what Tim was talking about. In your bulletin, you have a day camp card here. And this is for you for information, of course, about the, the Eagle Lake camp that's coming here and the, and the outreach effort to kids. But really, this is also intended to be an invitation that you would, if you have uh, kids in your family, your own kids, uh, obviously, but also in your neighborhood, workplace, whatever the case may be, this is something that you can share with someone else and, um, and give them the information for, for those in the community to go. Uh, as the signups have come in, it's interesting, about half of the kids signing up, and we have a lot of kids signing up, half of the kids are not New Hope kids. They're kids down the hill in the community that want to come and be a part of this. And so it's a, it's a big deal. I was even sharing last uh, service, my daughter Ashlyn is here. I brought these home Monday or Tuesday, I forget now, and she got on the phone and started calling adults. Like she's calling moms and dads, like, you got to send your kids to camp. This is the best thing ever. When is it? No idea, but it's awesome, right? But these help so you can use these cards to then spread the word and, and get the get the word out. We want to get kids to camp. Remember, our mission as a church is to help people find and follow Jesus. But as a kids ministry, it just simply is helping kids find and follow Jesus. And this fits in that beautifully. So let's spread the word on that as we continue to pray and prepare for a special week ahead uh, with camp. So we're talking about rest. Second week, three-week sermon series. Last week, we, we launched it off. More on that in just a moment. But uh, it isn't amazing how something as, as simple, I suppose, as rest is that we make difficult, that we make complicated sometimes. But part of the reason for that, and you know this as well as I do, is that we live in a 24-7 culture, don't we? We live in a culture that never sleeps, that never stops. I mean, if, if you think about it, sports, never stop, and, and news never stops, and social media never stops, work never stops. And then you have the Internet, and, of course, that means that shopping can never stop. You can shop anytime you want. You can bank anytime you want. It, it never rests. It never sleeps. We can't expect the culture that we live in to help us carve out and know how to live a life with balance and a healthy rhythm. We need to be intentional about this. We need to be people that say, you know what, I want to live different than how culture says. And I want to live in a way and with a rhythm that honors God in what we do. And so I want to welcome you to rest. This is a sermon series for anybody who is, is feeling tired. You're feeling worn out. You're, you're feeling even maybe you're getting to the point of where you're close to burnout. And this is for you if you felt this way. This is for any of us who under the illusion under the illusion that we can continue to live life at the pace we're living and think at the end it's all going to work out okay. Because as we said last week, I want to say it again this morning, constantly tired is a spiritual problem. Let me say it one more time. Constantly tired is a spiritual problem. If, that's, if that reflects your life at all, if, if, if you're like, you know what, that's, that's me, it's, it's running from one thing to the next, it's never getting the rest, then we need to address this. 
We also need to recognize that there's a myth that sometimes we buy into. And the myth is this idea. It's, it's the idea of, well, when it comes to rest, I'll get to it later. That I'll schedule it down the road, and that's when I'm going to rest. But I want to tell you this morning, rest is not like cell phone rollover minutes. Remember those back in the day? It doesn't work that way. You can't, you and I, we can't like drive hard for seven months and then think at the end of that I'll take two weeks off and then somehow that's going to make it all work. That somehow I can get the rest that I need by just getting to it later. See, rather, I believe God wants us to, to think about the daily and weekly rhythms of our lives and to be able to carve out time in our lives where we're consistently practicing rest, not just thinking down the road, I'll get to it someday. We don't want to do it that way. We want to rather live life differently. So last week, and I would encourage you to go on a church website, hit the media uh, link there, and it's all there. But last week we talked about building a theology of rest. We, we talked about what does the Bible say about rest and say about, about Sabbath. And what we learned is that ultimately rest comes back to and is all about Jesus. It's really all about him. And, and, and upon that foundation, we want to build today. I also want to encourage you to do something else if you haven't done so already. If you go to the church website again, hit the media button, and there we not only have our sermons on there, but we also have, we release episode, podcast episodes. And this month, Pastor Tom put out a great one on his Living Truth uh, show, if you will, and it's all about the Sabbath. And what he does is he goes from Genesis to Revelation. He unpacks the entire kind of what Scripture says about it in about 30 minutes really, really good. And so if you want to dig deeper and go just at another level, so to speak, get on that podcast and check it out. It's a really, really important uh, one to, to do there. And so ultimately, again, ultimate rest is found in a relationship with Jesus. Please don't miss that because here's what this means. It means that when it comes to rest and what we're talking about, what we're not talking about is that somehow the solution is that we would, we would duct tape ourselves to our couch 16 hours a day and watch Seinfeld episodes nonstop, right? That's really not the rest we're talking about. While you may need to carve out your schedule, think about things differently, and we're going to talk about that this morning, that fundamentally it comes down to you and the Lord, and that your relationship with him is where you're going to experience and enjoy that ultimate soul rest that we're all looking for. That, that peace and that serenity that comes from him as you walk with him in relationship. So last week's goal was the encouragement was this. Pick a time. Pick a time during the week to rest and then protect it. That was our goal last week. That was what I was challenging you to do just from last week. Today what we're going to do is we're going to, it's a little bit different kind of message this morning because we're going to get very, very practical and very, very um, specific, if you will, of, okay, so now what do I do? In other words, we want to answer the question, how do I rest? How do I do this? And the thing about it is the Bible doesn't give us a lot of specifics about how to rest. There's no five-step program in the Bible. There's no, there's no protocols in the Bible about how to rest. Uh, and this kind of makes sense, I think, because if you think about it, rest is, we think, is really oftentimes about what not to do. It's about how to slow down. It's about how to trim out. And so this morning, what I want to do is I want to give some practical suggestions for how to take a time out. And I'm going to give you lots and lots of ideas, but here's what I want to encourage and challenge us all to do that you'll be willing to take an honest look at the rhythm of your life, an honest evaluation about how you live 
and that you would have the courage this morning to take just one idea that I shared. I'm going to give you tons of ideas, but just even just one, just start with one and apply that to your life to make a difference. If you and I leave here this morning and nothing changes from how you live day to day, you will have missed it. So today is about application. Today is about applying to your life. Today is about answering the question, what am I supposed to do when I'm not supposed to do anything? That's what we want to get into this morning. And everything I'm going to suggest to you, these are guidelines. These are suggestions. That's all they are. Because when it comes to rest, there is no room for legalism. There's freedom in rest. There should be freedom in rest. And here's why. And you're first filling the blanks. If you have a bulletin, the back sides we say each week, here's some, some areas you can fill in the blanks and kind of track with and take notes along the way. Here's the first fill in the blank is this idea that rest to you will look different than rest to me. We're not all the same. And so as we approach this this morning, as I give lots and lots of different ideas, what's going to resonate with you is going to be maybe a little different than what resonates with me than the next person over there. And so this is about you custom building, if you will, your own strategy and your own plan for how you want to do rest. So here's the game plan. I'm going to give you four guidelines, some four kind of categories of thinking about rest, and then we'll explore those a little bit. And then I'm going to end with a, a slogan or a saying, and then we'll wrap up this morning. So let's get started. Four different guidelines, four different ways of thinking about rest for you to, and I to get very, very practical. Here's number one, is that when you and I rest, let's choose to prioritize God over self. This really does connect with last week. This really does connect with what we talked about there. This idea that when you have downtime, when you choose time to rest and to have this downtime, that you and I would not neglect setting aside time to spend with the Lord. That we would recognize that the rest that we're striving for, that we're seeking to have, ultimately comes from Him. That we would recognize that He, in terms of relationship, is first and most in priority. And so as we think about carving out time to rest, let's not forget to carve out time to spend with him. This is really, really important. So what does this mean? Well, this might mean for you taking time for prayer, taking time to, to read the Bible. Uh, maybe for you, you're a journaler. Some are, some aren't. But maybe for you, it's taking time to pull out a pen and paper and write your prayers or write down some thoughts or journal or whatever the case may be. Maybe that's for you. Maybe for you, it's about, it's about getting up and, and wherever you live or wherever you're at, just going for a prayer walk and just walking around the area. And as you see things, you're just praying about those things. As things come to mind, you're just lifting them up to God. But you're just enjoying some time, some restful time with him, that that's something that you want to do. Maybe for some of you, uh, this wouldn't be for the Whitsons. We don't do this, but, like, you want to get up and watch the sunrise. And so you want to get up really early, and you want to just, you just kind of take in the sunrise, and you're like, that's just beautiful. And when you see that, it just causes you to praise God and just enjoy some time with Him. Or maybe for you, it's the sunset, and just sitting outside and watching the sun go down and the beautiful colors in the sky. Whatever it is for you that you begin to find those things for you that help you in your time of rest prioritize time with God over time with self. That's number one. Let's share a second guideline, a second area. Here it is. Your next fill in the blank is this, is that when you and I rest, that we would prioritize relationships over responsibilities. That we would prioritize relationships over responsibilities. Now, some of you, this is where personality comes in a little bit, because some of you are more uh, um, 
project-focused over people. That your natural bend is to focus on get the project accomplished, and if I talk to people second or third or maybe never, that's okay. But some of you are the exact opposite. Some of you are people first, project second. It's just different personalities. No matter what personality you are, my encouragement is you think about time of rest and, and slowing down, that in that time, that you would make sure that you prioritize people over projects, relationships over responsibilities. Well, why is that the case? Because relationships matter more. Your relationship with God, your relationship with loved ones, family and friends, your relationship with yourself. Matthew chapter 22, Jesus is talking. He was asked, what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus gives this answer, and, and, and this is a familiar verse for many of you, but this really comes back to relationship, doesn't it? He says, Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. And here we see relationships, relationships with, with God, relationships with other people. And so th- this, is, this is about, again, your priorities, because sometimes t- it's the tasks in our life that rob us in the area of our relationships. I, I remember in, in preparing this message this week, this memory came to mind and with some regret. And the, the memory was when uh, years ago we lived in Denver, and we, we would take the kids on occasion to the local amusement parks called Elitch Gardens there in Denver, and we would be there. And, and you know how amusement parks go. It's like 10% riding rides, 90% waiting in line right? And so for me, because I tend toward task oftentimes, I would, and I was getting my doctor, I was in graduate school, I would bring a book with me, and we were standing in line, I would pull out a book and a pen, and I would like take notes, and I'm like reading, you know, stuff, and the kids are talking to me like, uh-huh, uh-huh, you know, and I'm just reading. I, I would spend the entire day, isn't that weird? Just weird. And, and, and as I look back, I do so with regret because I wasn't spending time talking to them. I didn't enjoy them. I didn't spend time uh, getting to know them and asking questions. The other thing I've observed over the years, too, is that when we get to the end of life, just as people, uh, and I've sat by bedsides of people that are near the end of life, I've never had a single person say, just one more load of laundry. I could just get to that. One more day at the office. Like, that would be what I long for. Nobody does that. They long for the loved ones. They long for people, and they long for the relationships in their life. They want to be surrounded by the people that they love and they know love them. Relationships matter. And so as we think about carving out time to rest, as we think about making this choice, choose, choose to do something with people, especially your family. Enjoy them. Spend time with them. Relationships over responsibilities. God over self. Those are two guidelines. Let's look at number three. Number three is this, that you and I would prioritize boredom over busyness. Now, for some of you, you're like, what? Boredom? Like, that seems like such a waste of time. That sounds odd. Maybe you're already scratching out number three. Like, I don't like that one. That's not good. And I get it because you and I, we are, we are addicted to activity. If we, if we have a time where we would call boredom, we would, we would feel uncomfortable with it. We, we crave stimulation. We crave uh, um, activity. We crave busyness, entertainment, whatever the case may be. We, we, are, we are accustomed to that. And yet, can I encourage us to think about time differently? To think about that it's okay to have time that is unstructured. It is okay to have time where nothing's really going on. 
it is okay to slow down enough to where you can just enjoy the moment and not be constantly stimulated, where your mind just never rests. It's just constantly going. It is okay to have moments like this. And I've shared this before, but in our family, we do a thing called National Sleep-In Day. Uh, In fact, it was yesterday. Saturday mornings tend to be it. And we just tell the kids, hey, tomorrow's National Sleep-In Day. And they actually love it. They're like, ooh, this is great. What that means is sleep in, don't wake us up. That's what that's code for. But after that happens, what we do then is usually, I mean, there's some breakfast out, but we just grab some coffee and sit inside or sit on the back deck or wherever we can go, and we just sit around and we visit and we talk. Kids grab coffee, whatever the case may be, and we just enjoy time together. And maybe noon we'll start thinking about our day. And it's not wasted time. That's the thing that's crazy. Wasted time with people and loved ones is never wasted time. I love what it says here in Psalm 4610. Be still. Something we don't do very well. Be still and know that I am God. He says, I'll be exalted among the nations and I will be exalted in the earth. Stopping and knowing that God is God on the throne. Stopping and, and knowing who he is. Being okay with being still. But here's the thing. If we're going to do this one, number three, we have to do something else. And here's what we have to do. we got to address this. This is what gets in the way so often. We have to be willing to take this and put it away, set it aside, because this is our addiction and this is our leash, isn't it? This is the thing that every time it buzzes, we come running. It's like Pavlov's dog. Like, we're just trained. And, you know, it hits a buzz. Oh, what was that? And we go run, and we got to check our phone. But then you know how it goes, too, because if it doesn't buzz every 15 seconds, you're like, what's wrong? I must have missed something. Maybe I didn't hear it right. And we go running anyway. Constant distraction, constant stimulation, constantly on this thing. So if you think about this idea of boredom over busyness, can I encourage you? Somebody's texting me. Can I encourage you? Put this, oh, I got to check it. Hold on real quick, right? No, can I just encourage you? Thanks, Megan. Um, Can I just encourage you to, my daughter, put it away. The world will keep spinning. It's okay. It'll be, you know, you, you will survive, so to speak, and you will find the benefit to be a beautiful thing. It's okay to be bored. Wasted time, wasted time with God, wasting time with people and the loved ones is never wasted time. That's number three. Let's do our last one. Our last one, and thank you, Sean. All my kids are texting me now. This is great. Our next one, number four, is this. When uh, you rest, prioritize enjoyment over productivity. And look, it's good to accomplish things. It's good to do things. But we're talking about these moments of slowing down and rest. It's okay to take time to say, I don't have to be productive in this moment. I don't have to accomplish something. I don't have to meet a goal. And and I shouldn't feel guilty if I'm not doing that. It's okay to slow down enough to be in that place. Because here's the thing, too. If we're constantly in that place where we're we're checking everything and we got to be productive, and a lot of you now, you know, you're working from home now, and so the computer's there, the laptop's there, the work's there, the work phone's there, whatever it is, and so every time that email comes in and you're at work at home and i got to go check my work email, you don't get a break. Boundaries are hard during these times where a lot of us are working from home. But recognizing it is okay to take time to enjoy. It is okay to recognize, or it's good to recognize that when I'm constantly trying to achieve, that can be idolatry. We can go too far. We can. 
It is good to rest and it is good to enjoy. Look with me at Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 15. He says, so I commend the enjoyment of life because there is nothing better for a person under the sun than to eat and to drink and be glad. Th- then joy will accompany them in, in their toil all the days of their life that God has given them under the sun. Again, it's good to carve out time to enjoy things that are pleasurable, that, that you like to do, that recharge your batteries. There, there's a reason why the word recreation comes from the root word to recreate, to renew. And this comes back to the idea of we don't all do this the same. Because for some of you, maybe for you, what, what it is for you that you enjoy, it's, it's gardening or it's knitting or it's woodworking or getting on the motorcycle or it's playing golf or reading a book. I don't know what it is for you. But having that thing that is enjoyable, is refreshing, that you can do is a good, good thing. So four guidelines, four categories, four, four areas of just kind of thinking about your life and what I want to do now is I want to pull together into kind of a phrase, something that you can take with you, something that I hope is memorable, and, and, and I, want to, I want to challenge you around this phrase. That, and here it is. Here it is. We think about rest. Make your time of rest about two things, praying and playing. Make your time of rest. As you think about the ri- weekly rhythm of your life, that every, uh, whether it's daily for you or weekly, whatever the case may be, that I'm going to carve out time to pray and to play. And when, and when I say pray, what I mean is time to spend with the Lord, time devoted to Him, time where I'm going to set aside moments of my day, my week, to enjoy Him, understanding that I will never be fully satisfied until I'm fully satisfied in Him. So pray. And then second, carving out time to play, carving out time to to enjoy lives. And, and so if you've ever left wondering, like, so what am I supposed to do when I'm not supposed to do anything? I would encourage you, take time to pray and to play. And make sure you have that in the rhythm of your life. Now, if you need some ideas, when you leave here this morning, it's also, by the way, posted on, on our Facebook page, New Hope Facebook page, but we've created a bookmark for you that has lots and lots of different ideas. So on one side, it has lots of ideas on the prayer side. So what are some ways I can just connect with God and enjoy Him? That's on one side. Turn it over, and we've got for the play side. What are some ideas here? And I would encourage you, as you leave here on the back table, it's right there in the middle of the lobby when you came in, there's a whole bunch of these. Grab one, grab two. They're for you, and to take them with you. And look it over, because even if there's just one idea, you can circle that one idea on either side. That's something that you can then apply to your lives right here today. Because remember, today is about application. It's about doing something that's different and not living like everyone else. It's about remembering when it comes to praying and playing, that historically we have got these out of balance. It's recognizing that praying and playing, they actually complement one another perfectly. And historically, we've seen times where those who have a religious bend, they have taken pray and play idea, and they've actually cut out the play because it wasn't as sacred. It wasn't holy. It wasn't time for God, and so play is inappropriate, and the Sabbath and rest is for pray only. It's time to God, and that's a good thing. I'm not arguing against that whatsoever. But what happened was when that came into place, then historically legalism began to set in which when Jesus showed up, he was fighting against that nonstop. The, the whole idea, Jesus says, look, look the Sabbath, uh, it was not, you know, man was not made for the Sabbath. The Sabbath is for, for people. And you've added all these extra biblical rules to it. It's not what God had in mind. 
You see it over and over again in the Gospels. But then you have notions throughout history. You see where people have taken the prey and the play idea, and they've taken out the prey. They've lopped that off, and all that's left is play. That's our culture, isn't it? Just play as much as you can. Get all the toys you can. Do what you can. That's called secularism. And while it may be fun and it's great and building memories and all of that, it's not complete. Truly to rest well, we need to pull both together. Pray and play. So what are you going to do? How are you going to do it? Because this is what Jesus did. As we close, let me just share with you this idea. This is actually the pattern that Jesus lived in his life when he was here. Like, for example, here's some scriptures. Look with me at these here. Luke chapter 4, verse 16. It says that when he, speaking of Jesus, went to Nazareth, his hometown where he had been brought up, and on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue as was his custom. I mean, to put it kind of in our vernacular, we would say, you know, Jesus on Sundays went to church. But for that culture in that time as a Jewish man, on Saturday he went to the synagogue. And what would he do there? He would, he would pray. He would worship. They would read the Old Testament. They would spend time with friends like we do here as we gather at New Hope. Jesus would spend his Sabbath time, his day of rest, doing that. We also see, and there's multiple verses like this, but Mark chapter 1, verse 35 is an example where it says, Very early in the morning while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. This was his practice. Set the alarm a little bit earlier and get up and just get some time with his heavenly Father. And he would enjoy him. And this was his practice over and over again. And you know, Jesus did other things too. We read through the gospel accounts and you'll see a, a pattern of his life. He would, he, he would enjoy taking leisurely walks. He did that. We, we read accounts where he would walk through a field. Uh, other occasions where he walked down by the lake and just took in the Sea of Galilee and he would walk around. Multiple places in the gospels where he would spend time with friends, spend time with his disciples. Uh, we also know that he took naps. I mean, Jesus took naps. And so Jesus practiced this rhythm of life that honored God. And Jesus' uh, um, daytimer was a whole lot busier than any of ours. I mean, there were people all around him. The needs were endless. I mean, the, the people clamoring for his attention. He could have done 24-7 and still not met every need around him. And yet Jesus, in his ministry, balanced everything that God had for him. So this is something for you and I to consider. Would you give time this week to think about, how am I going to pray and play? How am I going to build time in the weekly rhythms of my life to build this in? How am I going to ditch the notion that I'll get to it down the road when I get a vacation? Because this is about our daily lives and how we choose to live. And if you are here this morning and you're thinking, this sounds great, I mean, the idea is fine, I'll grab the bookmark on the way out, but you don't know all that I have going on. You don't know how busy I am. To, to do this, to carve out time, would be such a disruption to my calendar. And if you have any notion like that, any thought like that, I guess I would respond with this. I think that's exactly the point. Let him disrupt give him a chance to break the calendar, so to speak, open, for he has some time where you give him your attention and he can begin to work in your heart and work in your life. So what are you going to do this week? What action step are you going to take? I'd like to invite the band to come up. Would you pray with me? Let's just pray and then we're going to worship together as we close this morning. 
And I just can't wait to hear the stories, can't wait to hear what it is that God is doing in your life in the coming uh, weeks as we share these stories together. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you so much that, that uh, here we see the challenge and the example from your son and the challenge in Scripture. In the areas of our lives that, that we would carve out moments to pray and to play, that we would think about our lives different than maybe anybody and everybody else around us, that we would be willing to slow down enough to waste time with you, to take a deep breath, to make sure we spend time with our loved ones, to make sure that we don't barrel through life stressed and frustrated and frazzled, truly missing what actually is important. Lord, give us the courage, the honesty to make real change, change that honors you. We pray this in your name. Amen. Thanks, Pastor Ryan. Um, let's go ahead and stand. Um, we're going to close and worship with one more song this morning. You know, it's interesting. Uh, on, on Wednesday, you know, we practice on Wednesday nights, and typically I look forward to Wednesday nights, but sometimes it is, you know, it's just kind of another thing on the schedule. You know, I just get the kids to bed, and then we're here at 8, and, you know, some nights I get home at 10 or 10.30. And actually, this last week, um, I don't know, it was just kind of unique. Like, our rehearsal was, it was just, not to say that any, it was just more fun than usual. Like, we are just, are just added, I mean, it was just kind of got done, and I was like, man. That was right, and and so as like Pastor talks about pray versus plate, like I, I think the reason that, that that Wednesday evening was so uplifting was because like we were at least I was resting in the Lord. It didn't look like rest in the traditional sense. You know, my eyes weren't closed. I wasn't like, but it was just a time that we were here uh, devoted to the Lord. Um, anyway, so it was oh, it was kind of interesting to see like rest look a little different maybe than I imagined, but. Um, so this song is definitely a play sort of song. So we're going we're gonna to raise a hallelujah this morning before we leave. Hallelujah Heaven come
Thanks for joining us this morning. It was great to see you. Um, I want to encourage you to again find rest. Find rest in Him this week. God bless. Have a wonderful week.